back with Vince after a, a month off from uh, us having a pod, which ironically we said at the end of the last one that we would uh, do one in person and then we were too busy um, you know, wine tasting and actually doing things in Australia to actually record a pod, which is understandable, but we've got you back on Skype. Drinking beer, yeah. lots of beer. <laughs> lots of beer, lots of wine, uh, a little bit of gin. Uh, there, was a, there was a bit of everything for a few days there, so it was good fun. Um, so we got to catch up in person for a couple of weeks, well, a week, and um, and you know, show you around Australia a little bit. But now we're back in the normal, what's been normal for us over the last couple of years, which is uh, connecting on Skype with um, chatting some sports. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a great time down there. Had a lot of fun. Our tour guide showing us all sorts of seabirds. <laughs> so it was a uh, it was a lot of fun, and the birds. Uh, I've definitely been trying to swear off beer and most alcohol in general sense as you always do after vacation we got home just feeling whoo man i need a break for a bit so yeah you get saying i'd hold off till timbers opener but yeah we'll see if that happens <laughs> yeah you have those first day back at work sweats where you just like your body's so used to alcohol and you're like what's going on here <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no i'm on the i'm on the iced coffee today too usually i'd have a beer but um yeah i'm just i'm still recovering from another pod that was recorded last night with my um my bad influence of a brother so <laughs> um anyway we'll, we'll, we'll chat we'll chat about the australian sports experience in a little bit here but um fresh on the mind you and i were texting during this uh, <coughs> what's this i'm trying to do my time yesterday morning for me um was the uh amazing great uh recovery by tiger to finally win a win a major again um which is just unreal uh we were talking about how we wouldn't weren't sure if we'd ever see it again i mentioned that you know so much of it was would we ever see him on the final day again um let alone win the whole damn thing in one of the most prestigious tournaments that you could do it in as well yeah absolutely it was a fun day yesterday the sports media and you know everything around here oh there's one you know everything Mm -hmm. around here you know it wasn't just sports channels here it was everything there were cnn and new york times and like every every kind of media outlet sports or not was talking about it it was a sports cultural moment in the states i think and uh yeah i wasn't sure something we'd see ever again i there was times where you know i remember there's another one i remember talking with my buddy mike who who's a big tiger fan as well thinking some of those times when he collapsed on the on the uh, courses and we were wondering if we'd ever see him play a major tournament again if it wasn't just you know, he's done and we'll, we'll never see, you know, I don't think anybody ever thought, and I still don't think that we'll see old tiger. You know, he used to win. I mean, that there, what he went on a streak of eight tournament wins in a mm-hmm. row at one point, you see how many guys there are nowadays. And there's so many great golfers in today's game and they never, it, I, nobody ever went back to back, let alone he won eight in a row. So we'll never see that again, but it's just amazing to see him at first. It was just like, He's back on a course and in major tournaments. This is cool. Like we're seeing him again. This is great. And last year was just a slow progression. He got he battled in some of the the, the majors and, and was contending on Sunday in the final group with Francisco Molinari last year at the uh, at the Open and didn't quite pull it off. But then to cap it off last year with the Tour Championship, I think everyone got excited, thinking, mm-hmm. man, he 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 could maybe do this. And if he was going to do it anywhere, at least break through that wall, you know. Augusta was definitely the place to do it. So a lot of fun. Just sat quietly on our couch, Brittany and I watching yesterday. And yeah, it was just, it was kind of surreal. It was like, 
yeah, it was surreal. It was hard to believe that it was actually happening again. So yeah, I mean, I know, I know, I'm not. I enjoy golf, but I haven't. I'm not exactly much of a one that plays it yet or anything. But I know you're, you're such a big golf guy. Both you like getting out on the course as well as watching and, and tracking these guys. Um, just as a Tiger fan, I, I guess, um. Everything that's going on there, obviously, his personal life is uh, is well documented, and and you know, there's uh, there's the you knows from me as well. Um, there's there was a section. Of, there was a section of yeah. <laughs> there was a section of Twitter yesterday that wanted to the shit on the parade, and um, you know, there it is again. Uh, it was it was one of those things that everyone's got demons and whatever. I I thought it was such a great redemption story. I think. Um, there was the people that were trying to remind you, oh, this guy did the, all these things, and I was just like, yeah, but he's battled through them, and uh, you know, obviously terrible, but he, everyone's got those demons inside uh, to a certain extent. Some some people don't quite do it as much as he did, but uh, it was, I mean, his was the story of addiction as well, um, in a different kind of way as most of the traditional ones are, and I think to to try and shit in the parade using that as a stick to beat him with, if he has really recovered himself both personally and in his golf game i think we should give him the credit for that rather than try to shit on him and say that you know rem- you know those people that just want to remind everyone because they're buzz killington's out there uh, no i i think it's a great story and i don't want to hear anything about that you know if if things happen again then you know that it, it is what it is but from everything i can see he's rebuilt everything about his life both personally and on the on the on the green as well and we should be we should be celebrating that as a story of achievement and what you can do if you if you knuckle down and put your mind to things. Yep, absolutely. That that sums it up perfectly. It uh, you know it's a story of human, and I don't want to make it bigger than it is, but you know it, it's a story of human redemption in a way. Of granted, most of his uh, issues were self inflicted. Um, obviously, you know the womanizing and all that or w- mm-hmm. whatever all went on there. Yeah. That's, he brought that on himself and you know, the reasons deep seated reasons for those are what they are. Like that's not for any of us to worry about, but, and you know, his injuries, which you'd like to think probably really contributed to the addictions of, of painkillers. You know, like mm-hmm. that's the other thing was it two and a half years ago. Not even that we had a mugshot on every, you know, again, not just sports media, but every mm-hmm. media outlet there was, there was his mug mugshot getting pulled over in Florida and he thinks he's in California on prescription drugs. And alcohol. That one, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, every, um, every human being on this world is, is trying to get through battling their own demons internally and whatever. And, you know, granted tiger has the, the resources and whatever I heard someone say today, like he could, he could stop playing golf or he could have stopped playing golf and, and, he would have been just fine. Whereas some of us have to battle things and go to our normal jobs. And we're not just fine if we give up, but, but that's the thing, you know, if he can inspire anybody to, you know, again, I'm not trying to make it bigger than it is, but if he can inspire anybody to get through their shitty part of their life and, and, you know, see another day at work or or whatever it may be, it's, it's, it's great. And I think that's why so many people got so excited and were so into, there were grown men crying, which, you know, people maybe, you know, those might be people that have battled demons themselves and, Mm -hmm. and are seeing that, but, but I think more than anything, what his downfall, you know, he was rock bottom. Like I said, whether it be getting chased down the street with a golf club, which has got to be one of the most embarrassing things you can, um, you know, experience as, as your infidelities come to light and 
not just in, in, in your own household, but to the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like a handful of years later, he has another rock bottom where he's again, pulled over and doesn't even know what state he's in. Uh, you know, I think that stuff humanizes him. And whereas 10 years ago when he was at the 12 years ago, 15 years ago, when he was at the peak of everything, he was a robot. He, you know, mm-hmm. no one could relate to him. Whereas now there are millions of people out there that can relate to him. Uh, and despite the, the early coverage, I think that the proof is in the pudding when I saw today that 22% of TVs that were on in America were on the Masters yesterday. And that's including that number would have been drastically higher had things gone on normal time frames. Yesterday, mm-hmm. teed off at 6 a.m. Pacific. A lot of people didn't know. I, I went over and saw my dad yesterday, who would who would have been watching every minute like I was, but he didn't see. He didn't know and turned it on at normal coverage time, and there were spoilers everywhere, of course. So, twenty two percent is considering the the change. You know, three or four hours earlier than the, the Masters would normally be on, and it was still that high of a number. So. A lot of people, I think, can relate and and just love watching him play. And it was it was a special day. The sports the sports one you probably won't forget ever. Yeah, I was glad that um, obviously we were watching the Liverpool match earlier, and we'll talk about that on the other pod. But um, you know, it was uh, was four a.m. here, uh, three thirty four a.m. And <laughs> you texted saying Tiger's t- just tired, and I was like, well, I can't go to sleep now. So I I was lying in bed at whatever time it was that he actually you know put, sunk that. Uh, putt on the 18th and and clinched it and I my whole body like I got those spine tingling feels that don't happen too often when you get them a lot in sports but um, that those ones that was a special moment um, as a sports fan watching that I, I I will remember that particular patch of 10 15 seconds for the rest of my life because um, it was just really cool to be you know everyone's got their own own stories about where they were for sports moments and mine will just be lying in bed with it. I didn't I wasn't even listening to it. I couldn't because Andrea was asleep next to me. So I was, uh, I was, <laughs> oh, I had it very quiet. I had it on mute. So I was just watching. I wasn't, I didn't even, I watched back the highlights later in the day to get the kind of the full feel of the sound of the crowd and stuff. But I was just watching on mute and I, that's, I still had those, all those feelings. So it was, yeah, it was an amazing, amazing moment. And I'm glad, I'm glad you kept me updated because otherwise I would have woken up and, and I still would have enjoyed the news, but I had been getting, getting to experience it in the moment. It was really cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. One last and, one. You know, the moment aside. Oh, sorry. I was just going to finish. But like the moment aside, it just the day he comes into the day two back from Molinari, who, if anything, is maybe the one of the best on tour right now on Sundays. He's just incredible. This year he had his win where he was back with six or seven strokes and came back and won a smaller tournament. But mm-hmm. they're all all these tournaments have a lot of the big guys now with the the new PGA schedule. So. What he did there, you know, I kind of thought there was no chance for Tiger to come back. I, I figured if anybody, if some of the real young guys would have been in there, maybe you would have got a little starstruck and, and maybe would have fumbled it. But I thought, you know, Molinari being who he was, I, I didn't think he would crack under the pressure. And So just that drama of it, too, where mm-hmm. he beat, he was paired with two guys that are, are really good in today's game. One, you know, who beat him last year at uh, at the Open head-to-head and, um, you know, retained the Open cup from tiger last year so um it, it was surprising not just the whole the whole you know all the history but just surprising yesterday if, if all that wouldn't have happened i would have been surprised that tiger won um so it made the day even that much more fun i think yeah it seemed quite quite tight at the top there for a while and yet um even kepka was the, the last one i think that i remember who was still playing right before tiger finished off 
and you know, I think there was a there was a putt there that he could have sunk for birdie. Yeah, he could have birdied that eighteenth hole, which would have would have yeah. would have sent them to a playoff, wouldn't it? Or was he? Was it he, would have. Was yeah. he two back or it, one back? Yeah, no, I think it might have. Yeah. Yeah, they went into eighteen, and, and Brooks was two back. He had a shot to birdie the hole, uh, a putt that I think he would normally make. Honestly, yeah, pretty surprising, and it was it was missed the whole way. Like he he missed it left, and he started it left. Um, and then you know I don't know if Tiger would have played it differently. He had the liberty, and, and this kind of worked out mm-hmm. with. If it weren't for that storm, they wouldn't have gone to threesomes. That still would have been twosomes, and Tiger wouldn't have been in the final group. He may have actually been with Brooks in the group ahead of Francisco and Tony Finau. So mm-hmm. uh, that you know that little bit of twist of fate that no one's really talking about that that caused him to be in that that threesome uh, behind uh, Brooks, and he knew that Brooks missed that putt. So going into that hole, uh, at least his second shot, he knew that all he had to do was bogey and, and get home and mm-hmm. he had it. So um, had Brooks made that putt, who knows? It would have been really interesting because Tiger's second shot was not looking good. He was behind the, that big Magnolia tree on 18 and uh, it didn't look good. So it would have been interesting had, had Brooks made that putt because Tiger would have had to get up and down for, for par, not just bogey. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All sorts of intrigue. It was, it was fun times. For yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a really cool moment. It was one of those ones that you and you and I often um, text when shit things happen in sports, which is pretty often with the teams we follow, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. and say <laughs> why why do we do this? But then yeah, you watch the, that that finish to the Masters yesterday with Tiger and Neil. That, that is why you're a sports fan. So um, and those moments are yeah, it, it, going through all the the shit as a sports fan is why you enjoy those ones so much. So yeah, it was lots of fun. Um, yeah. I'll, I, I gotta, I gotta actually start playing golf sometime soon. <laughs> Careful, it's a dick, it's an addiction. Well, right on Saturday. That's pretty. Yeah, that's probably why I've like I've held off. Is like I know that if I get into it, then it's gonna be uh, I'll have to go all in. So it'll happen. Um, anyway, back to uh, well, more stateside sports, but uh, the the big thing happening at the moment. Uh, we've got well, it's playoff season for a couple of sports. You're watching hockey right now, so. Uh, but the NBA. Uh, are up three nothing. They're up three nothing now. Jesus. Yeah, Just Stroud, pay me my money. <laughs> Better not gun wood. Yeah, yeah, I've got the I've got the bar here too. Uh, so <laughs> the uh, the playoffs started interestingly as far as the NBA goes. Uh, Seventy um, Sixers actually just tied up the series with a, a good win against the Nets, but they got the up. The Nets were talked about as a team that could be one of those little little tough tough outs, and they they would were, were that in game one and game two probably didn't go the way they they hoped it was. Was pretty much um, you know, backups in in the fourth quarter, kind of kind of win for the 76ers. But uh, the Blazers um, got game one, broke the streak. Got the game one, the streak <laughs> is over. Yeah, that was that was starting to get a little bit annoying. I kept on seeing this ten game playoff losing streak, and I was like, God, I, I hope that ends. We need to get rid of that because that's uh, it's one of those annoying ones that shouldn't actually matter. But when you when it hangs over here for that long, it's, it starts to just you wonder if it's one of those things that they shouldn't think about, but they do, and it it affects things. But they cleared that one off straight away. And I didn't even you know didn't have to wait. You know, didn't have a bad loss in the first game, and I still have to wait for a, a lot win in games two or three. They've got got game one, and um, you know a close one. But they also knocked off the Thunder, who they hadn't done all year. So that's another thing that's off their back. Uh, a great way to start the series. Yeah, it really was. That first quarter was 
super fun. They yeah. they came out guns a blazing and, and and lit it up. And at one point they were up like nineteen. Um, I will say fourth quarter. I uh, use I think yesterday I used the term tight butthole. Uh, <laughs> fourth quarter, you know, it got to one. In fact, even the Thunder went up by one at one point. And all I the the pessimistic Blazers fan in me was just thinking. Man, if they blow a 19-point lead at home with the energy that was in there, which you know, mm-hmm. that's nothing new. The energy's always in there, especially for playoff games. But it just seemed like if they were to blow a 19-point lead, you know, they already had all those streaks and, and facts and stats put in their face already, which they'll say doesn't affect them, but it does. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if they if they would have blew that game with Paul George playing the way he did, you know, he's clearly banged up and. Yeah, uh, shooting like he is, what three for like thirteen, I think from three, and just didn't didn't quite look like him. And hopefully, you know, hopefully he stays that way. I hope he's not hurt long term. But uh, if he turns it on, look out. But yeah, if, with Paul George playing the way he did and, and the starts you had, if they would have let them back in the game and let them win that one, I think that might have been tough to come back back from. And and we may be looking at a, a sweep situation if that had happened. But. You know, they stepped up. Enos played fantastic. Had some mm-hmm. huge offensive rebounds down the stretch there. and uh, They pulled it off. And now let's see what happens. I think it's going to be an interesting series. I think it's going to be a long series. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it should be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you touched on uh, Enos there. Um, oh, we were, we, were, we were hanging out when the uh, unfortunate news about Nurkic's injury came through. Uh, remember, you sitting in the car just saying, fuck. And yeah. you could tell by the tone of the fuck that it was something a lot more serious than simply the game that you were keeping an eye on, that something bad had happened as far as the box score when it was something serious. And, uh, you know, we, we, we were wondering what would, that would mean for the season, and we're still yet to see it play out, you know. Uh, but Enos, is, he's, he's stepped in and is getting some monster lines some games, and, you know, the game one was no exception. Uh, whether he's got a personal, personal feeling towards it being that it's his former team, um, his former team that did match our offer back back when we were first trying to sign him a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, but uh, they did end up getting rid of him eventually, and uh, maybe that's just yeah he put up that line anyway because he is a he is a he is a very good player. Um, a little bit uh, underrated sometimes the way the last year or so, but uh, I know there's um, I've heard the Boston Celtics some Celtics fans are wishing they'd signed him uh, when he was available, mm-hmm. and we I think we really. He was signed as that as that insurance policy, and it, and it's and it's shown to be a very good insurance policy so far. I think. Uh, how far do you think this team can go with? Obviously, Nurkic is a non-factor in this, these playoffs now, and um, we can be as hopeful as we want. But realistically, I still, I'm still trying. I'm still talking myself into the uh, into going deep with with this lineup. I think it, if it, if they keep this form going, that there there is opportunities there. Yeah, I mean, a few things there was as far as this season, what they can do. I, I it, it's so hard to say. I, I am such a pessimistic Blazers fan, and I, I, I just own it. I don't really care. I, you know, I love them, but it's just hard sometimes to mm. trust or believe things. Uh, if there's ever a time, though, I mean, having Dame is a time to believe because the, the man's incredible. But that being said, you know, if they get through the Thunder, which again, it's going to be a long series. I, I don't think, I think. You know, pump the brakes. Let's one win at a time here. We got to get four of them. But the funny part is that that game that I I was even there that when they played the Kings the other night and, and had all the young guns in there and uh, 
I'm sitting there, they're down 29 at one point with somebody or with a buddy or Brad, you know, well, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of chalked it up to, okay, well, four seed Utah, let's do this. Let's dance. And started creeping back, creeping back. And the crowd was so much fun. As you can imagine, just seeing all those young guys do so well and, and spark that comeback was so mm-hmm. much fun. And I, I was enjoying it thoroughly, but then I'm scoreboard watching Denver and watching other things. And I'm thinking, wait a damn second here do we really want do we really want okc i start to get worried and they're back down to 10 and and i didn't you know i look back now and i'm a little disappointed with myself because i didn't fully enjoy the moment that was really fun and special a little night for so many of those young guys you know a couple of them maybe that's really that might be their story they tell mm-hmm. um who knows some of those guys might not really ever be anything huge um, but a couple of them, I, I think, seem like they got something a little special to be to be some at least contributors down the stretch here. But um, super fun night that I didn't enjoy fully because I was <laughs> worried about drawing the Thunder. But all that was a long roundabout way to, to get to if they do get through the Thunder, they draw that that Denver San Antonio matchup instead of the Spur or the Golden State, which mm-hmm. they would have been in if they got the four seed. So you know Spurs and um, the Nuggets, if they get through Oklahoma City, neither of those teams are teams that I would be extremely fearful of. Obviously, respectful. They're both good teams mm-hmm. and, and very well could or would beat the Blazers. But those are each a matchup that I wouldn't be terrified of. Houston also. You know, they're also in that 1-4 side now. So yeah. Houston and Golden State have to play each other in round two, uh, assuming they both win, which it seems like they're both going to relatively easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... As far as how far I think they can go, I, I realist. I don't think it's crazy to think they could get to the conference finals this year. Uh, I wouldn't put money on it, but I don't think it's crazy to think they will. But I think that's where it ends this year. Uh, Golden State, we, we've talked about it last time we spoke, and it was pretty clear there in game one. They woke up. They're ready. It's time. And, and Houston, I think, is going to be a little bit of the same thing. If, if those two do end up meeting, I think that's going to be a hell of a series. Mm-hmm. Um and then, yeah, but as far as the future goes, like like you said, if, if we're hopeful that Nurt comes back and, and can be strong and regain his form, uh, you know, it sounds like they think he may be back pretty early. Hey, there he is. She is. She's right behind uh, you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if she, if they can, or he can get back to form by midseason, late season next year, and if, in fact, the Golden State kind of gets disbanded a little bit next year, um you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe you could do something a little fun next year if the current team kind of sticks together and just adds a couple little pieces. So, this year I think the conference finals is definitely the ceiling. And you know, moving forward, we'll see. It, it, it maybe they maybe they can do something a little special in the next couple of years here. Yeah, well, that's what you hear some you know guys in media and whatever talk about, and it's and it's a very <clears throat> excuse me a good point that some of the, a lot of these teams seem to be half. You know, they're wanting to win now, like if they've got the talent, obviously the Blazers are talented enough to be a, a good Western Conference team. So they're certainly trying to see how far they can go, but there's also the, the notion of trying to position ourselves and the other the rest of the teams in the Western Conference as well, uh, positioning yourselves to be the first, in the best position to jump into that spot once the, you know, the Warriors will, it seems, break up. Uh, to a certain extent, you know, where Steph and Steph and Clay might be the two that, you know, the originals that stay stay beyond beyond the end of Oracle and all that. But, you know, Draymond seems to be that he's constantly talked about as being traded away. And, and then, uh, you know, Durant, uh, everyone seems to think he's going to New York. For some reason, me as a, as a former New York fan and 
and still having a soft spot for him. As soon as people start saying something's going to happen good for New York, I immediately start thinking of the ways that that'll fuck up eventually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the Warriors Warriors will break up to a certain extent. How much they do and how bad they they'll probably still be a very good team. They just may not be as invincible as they uh, have been the last couple of years. Uh, so for the, yeah, the Blazers. Etc. All everyone's trying to position themselves to be in that position to jump into the into being the Western Conference elite once the Warriors don't quite have that caliber of talent. And uh, absolutely. And yeah. oh, sorry. No, I was, you, you, I was you, just gonna go say. I, yeah, I think if you look at it that way, and assuming they actually do kind of at least partially break it up a little this off season, um, the Blazers sure do seem in the West like one of the teams, if not the team, that kind of has themselves positioned in the best way for this kind of next two to three year window, if you will. Uh, obviously the Lakers, who knows what will happen with them this offseason. But from from an on-paper standpoint at this time, they, they there's no reason to think, if, if again, if Nurk can come back healthy, uh, Collins continues hopefully to, to progress a little bit, uh, and just, you know, some of these other young guys continue to progress, that they might be the team to step up now that, you know, they're not, I don't think anyone's going to do what Golden State has done in these last five years. But hey, if they're the team that you you don't want to go through in the West, that would, that would that'd be a lot of fun for a while. So, um, yeah, we'll yeah. see. And Hopefully. I just got a notification on the phone while we were recording just a couple of minutes ago that uh, Boogie Cousins has gone to the locker room with an apparent leg injury. So I don't know what that means exactly, but. Uh, mm. While he's not the most crucial part of that team, they certainly, I think, they certainly like having him as a, as an option of you know, depending on what the matchups are in any particular game, and he's certainly a, certainly a great talent as well. So, you know, that's the thing. If if we're talking about the Blazers going all the way through the conference finals, how banged up is either the Rockets or the Warriors? Assuming those are the two that, one of the two that'll get there, how banged up they are from a series they play against each other. Uh, by the time they get to the Western Conference Finals is, uh, you know, we saw Golden State in that series against Cleveland a couple of years ago that LeBron got his Cleveland championship that their bodies just didn't hold up. You know, Steph was uh, obviously injured and they just didn't quite have the legs in them to run run out the, run out the season. And and so that's that's where you've got to, you've got to be in the position to be as fit as possible. And, you know, the Blazers could w- well have the same issues as well. So... It's as much a as much a series of the playoffs, or as much a, a game management situation or team management situation from the coaches' standpoints, and trying to keep everyone as fit as possible through the through the entire playoffs. So yeah, we that's one that's one warrior possibly down. Uh, depends. Leg injuries is never a good notification to have. Usually that doesn't mean just a, no. Yeah, especially for a basketball player. So you know we'll see how that one plays out. Um, the rest of the playoffs. I haven't I haven't watched any really. I haven't just had, haven't had the chance to. But the, <laughs> the the Kyle Lowry game the other day was a uh, it was Twitter's favorite thing of the day. Uh, that that's horrific. <laughs> yeah, that's that was brutal. That was definitely the biggest. Is I I also I didn't catch my I caught a, caught a few minutes of a couple of the games here and there. But I also uh, busy the, over the weekend on Saturday and then. If I wasn't watching the Blazers, it was Masters or yeah. Game of Thrones on Sunday. So I uh, didn't catch too much other other games, but that was by far the scoreline that, that came through the box score looking through that, that baffled me the most. The, mm-hmm. the Brooklyn over Philly, I wasn't surprised. And actually, I I have my, a friendly wager on, on Brooklyn myself. So I uh, wasn't really surprised about that one. But, but 
Toronto one definitely surprised me. Didn't see that coming. I, people said you should have been watching for it, but I, I didn't see that coming. So, and that, you know, he has had those games in the playoffs before. And, and mm-hmm. it is, it's so strange how the same game played with some different, some different weights and some different uh, pressures, how, how different a player can, can play. It's, it's kind of wild. Again, I didn't see it, but seeing that box score was, oof, that's, yeah. that's a, that's a clunker. Yeah, you look at the rest of it. He's got eight assists and seven rebounds. I just pulled it up quickly. Um, you, you look at that and you think, oh, yeah, that's that's not too bad. But then you look at the big the big egg, right in the spot where he's meant to have at least. You know, you'd expect even in a quieter game, ten to fifteen points as a as a the guard in his position. Um, yeah, to uh, just to lay an egg like that is just unbelievable. This to, and you know the the magic uh, have quite the, the way they kind of put the run together the last couple of months to get into the playoffs. Maybe they're just riding that as well and. And they've, you know, they're not, they're not an untalented team by any means. It's just no one's. You, you keep waiting for that time when that team just finally finds their position in the playoffs and and loses. And you know, Toronto, you, Toronto in the playoffs is a is a saga as uh, as old as the story of mm-hmm. Game of Thrones as well. Like it's just you know year after year is just another Toronto story about something just unbelievable happening like that. And and this you know there was a few years ago I remember just you know Rudy Gay just being just terrible and you know and then now we've got Kyle Lowry and it's just I don't know what it is about that city uh, that team uh, that seems to just bring out these weird performances in the playoffs when so much more is expected of them but it is only game one so you know they've got plenty of time to they could win the series 4-1 from here on out and and we don't have we were worried about nothing and not that I'm that worried but yeah uh Nugget Spurs, that's the, and, and this particularly for our interest in who a potential second round matchup will be. Uh, Spurs, um, me and my brother were talking about this last night uh, off pod, just we were just chatting. Because um, he's a Spurs fan. Um, and he, uh, he's got sympathy for the Blazers as well, but he's kind of like me. He just picked a team when he was growing up, and that was Spurs. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, Coach Pop teams just have a way of. Uh, finding, finding, making, making playoffs tough, and they got the they got the game one win uh, against the Nuggets. Who the Nuggets are a team that that they do scare me a little bit. Like just Jokic is just a fucking freak of a freak of an athlete. He's one of those those few players in the NBA that you just look at and you're like, y- you think you look at a player like him, and it's it's not anything to stereotype. You just think you know what he's going to be, but he's just his range of the way he he's he can play point guard, or he, he's just the way. He, Mm-hmm. A- anywhere on the floor, he's dangerous, and and that body size. So, I didn't hold much hope for the Spurs, but the game one win, and um, and I always, and you know, it's it's kind of like Bill Bel- Popovich is kind of like the closest thing to Bill Belichick in the NBA, I think. Um, yeah, and he's just one of those that you can never write them off when they've got a couple of a couple of good talented veterans there, and as well as a uh, as well as the coach, and I, I. If they do get out of the series, I wouldn't be completely surprised because it's just what what he does. Yeah, absolutely, and I I have to say, like Jokic is great, and he I agree with everything you said. He's he's crazy the things he can do for me. How big he is, and how not just tall, but he's just a big dude, mm-hmm. and he can he can move so well out there. But I, I never believed in Denver as a two seed in either conference, but especially the West. Uh, they, they played great. I don't want to take anything away from them this year or anything like that. They, they, they earned it. They did what they did. But, man, if I was 7C like the Spurs, that's a great draw. Better mm-hmm. better them than, you know, had had the Warriors faltered just quite a little few weeks longer and not 
quite gotten back to form in time and been number two, or even if Houston had jumped up and gotten a two, uh, I don't think I'd be wanting to play either of those teams if I'm if I'm San Antonio. So to, to mm-hmm. draw to get the seventh seed and draw a team like Denver, I feel like it's more like a four five matchup to me. Yeah, Again, two good yeah. teams, but that's not a two seven matchup in my opinion. So uh, that I think that's another one that I, I think is going to go long. Uh, like you said, for the other for the the Raptors series, it was just game one. It could end up four one. Who knows? But I don't think they're I don't think either of those teams are going away quietly. And, um, so yeah, I, I expect that one to go long. And but yeah, I would give I would bet on the Spurs if I were to if I were have to lay something down. So yeah, um, yeah, and that best thing. I was just sorry. I was just trying to Google uh, anything about the. Uh, apparently, the Marcus Cousins one was a non-contact leg injury as well. So that's uh, that's always interesting. Yeah, I, I just. I just saw it on my phone. I was scrolling. I just searched on it too, and uh, it looked weird. It looks upper, like this. I can't tell. Like he's, I can't tell. Yeah. But yeah, it was not contact. He was kind of running in the backcourt for a ball and kind of like leaned down for it awkwardly, and then just yeah, just kind of rolled around. It was weird. It's strange looking. Yeah. Uh, nothing jumps out as oh my god, like obviously like Nurk or you know like that. Like yeah. nothing jumps out as you know exactly what it is right away, but. He kind of grabs it like his left knee or like thigh area. I think probably knee. He's probably maybe just trying to not grab it in public, maybe or something. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, we'll see. Should be interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. No, especially with him, he's coming into uh, free agency at the end of this year too. If he's going into it injured again, he'd probably be a little bit, a bit, bit of uh, unlucky fortune there. But um, the one, one more that I wanted to touch. I mean, with the Rockets, uh, Jazz. I don't know. That was just a, that was just a wash that game and. Um, Race, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Bucks, uh, obviously, we haven't. I mean, we haven't talked since the season finished, but obviously, they finished with the best record in the NBA, which uh, you know it's deserved. They start to finish the regular season, they were fantastic, and we've talked about the uh, MVP, um, you know, a few weeks ago, and we don't need to go in depth on it. But I think I still think like Giannis is fantastic, and I just think. We're talking regular season. I think that the way they finished out the season, they did the job they needed to do. They, I think they wanted to make sure mm-hmm. they had home court throughout the playoffs, however long they go. Obviously, they're hoping for the finals, obviously. Uh, they did the job mm-hmm. they have to do, whereas, uh, um, you know, Harden, uh, you know, it's not just it's not just the rock, him. Uh, the, obviously, the team has a job to do, but, you know, they dropped down to a four seed by the end of, you know, they, and they should, like, like you were saying, they probably should be a two seed. Um but they're four seed in the West, and whereas the Bucks got the job done and got the number one seed in the, in, in the entire NBA, and I just think that that clinched the uh, play, uh, MVP argument for me. But we'll see how the, the votes shake out. But if I had a vote, which as we always say one day, uh, it's uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's Giannis, I think, and and he had a great first round play, uh, first game as well in the in the playoffs. So. Absolutely, I I hundred percent agree. I think it is. It's it should be his. I don't know if it will be. It might be though. I, I the points you made, I think are are going to drive him home. Hopefully, because he was the best player in the league this year. Let's mm-hmm. let's not joke around or let's not act like because he plays in Milwaukee. If if people are going to have that mentality, then Dame has no shot. Or yeah. even I guess Westbrook won in Oklahoma City, so so everyone's got a shot. But. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know. I, I can't argue. I can't see anyone being able to really convince me that Harden deserves it over him. Uh-huh. Uh, Harden's got the name and Harden has got the shoes and all that, but I just 
I don't think that's what you're supposed to. Unfortunately, people will vote that way because they know him. They know Harden is his, um, his reputation. But, man, Giannis is just – he's next level. I, I think he's not only – and you've, you've touched on this in the past, I don't know, on pod and off. Uh, I think he is not just going to – he didn't just dominate this year. I think we're going to see watch him dominate for the next 10, 10 yeah. years. Like he's, he's something special. Uh, and by far – when you get past that top two or three of the kind of more veteran guys, even more than him, uh, you know, he's definitely the best player, maybe behind, I guess, Durant and Curry and, and LeBron. Uh, he's got to be right there with all four of them or yeah. all three of them. So, yeah. And he's, and he's only going to get better too. That's the scary thing is we're, we're still looking at the early years of this career, you know, there's a, there's mm-hmm. a long, there's a long way to go in his development. Um, but yeah, just, I mean, you know, eye test is you know subjective always, but just, I think I've think I've said it on pod before. If there's ever a you know a choice between a Bucks game and a and a Houston game, I immediately go to the Bucks game to watch because mm-hmm. he's just he's just so much fun to watch. You watch his what he does, the way he moves, the way that everything on the floor. He's just such a dynamic player. I think that's uh, you know Harden's Harden's obviously had a special season. We can't can't denounce what he's done scoring, even if you know you don't like the way he scores in, in certain situations. But um, he's obviously been had an unreal year. But uh, I did see, you know, the, the people were talking about how his his um his points per game is very close to one of the big Jordan. I can't remember which Jordan year it was, but the, I saw one one guy pointed out the fact that Jordan only took twelve threes in that year that he averaged thirty six, thirty seven points for the whole year, and he's only had twelve threes. So yeah, there's context to those uh, the <coughs> Harden's Harden's year scoring has been helped both by. The system he plays in there, and just the general trend in the NBA as well, which is still an un- a great achievement to be averaging that many points per game. But uh, to be comparing it to that Jordan year, just with in a black and white comparison like that, without any of the context to it, is a is a wrong way of framing it too. Because imagine if Jordan had that year in this kind of NBA where he could uh, spot up from three a lot more. You know, who who knows what he would yeah. average? So yeah, uh, yeah, Giannis is the MVP, I think. Well, that's uh, to touch on that a little bit. That's why it's so hard. And anyone that tries to continue, and I like to do it. I like to poke people on Twitter just to be annoying. Uh, but I don't truly believe. I think it's it's pointless to like LeBron versus MJ. Who's yeah, better? Yeah. Or you know, then there's Wilt, and there's all these. You can't. It's just like Brady, Montana, any of these things. How can the games have changed so much over these years? If you want to debate over generations or decades or something like that. Yeah, go for it. I think those are fun arguments to have, but mm-hmm. trying to compare Jordan from the nineties to LeBron in the, the 2010s and, and late two thousands, like the game is vastly different now. So, mm-hmm. so much different. And, and not to mention, if you start to go back even further, the level of competition is so different that it's impossible to compare guys. And so for, for those stats, and that's just a perfect example of, you know, there was a there was a time when there wasn't even three pointers in the NBA. Like, so yeah. it's just so hard to 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 try to compare things like that, and that's a perfect example of why. So, um, I think I, I I assume back just to close up my thought. Like, I think that the MVP's got to be tight. That's for sure because they both had incredible years. And um, I guess I just assume by default Paul George would be number three. I guess, uh, but it is funny to yeah. see. What's that? He fell away a little bit at the end of the year since that injury, though, so it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Um, you know, I, I can't think of who would be there instead of him, but it, it certainly he certainly fell right off the argument for being in the anywhere near the top two. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think he's definitely, everyone can agree he's out of the, the actual running, but it will be interesting to me to see if he ends up third, how far ahead or how far behind, and then where where he is compared to fourth place. Because I did see, and of course I, there's bias in, in my opinion, so it is what it is. But it is funny that someone was talking about how Paul George has his team in sixth place and has another perennial, he has another MVP on his mm-hmm. roster, not just an all-star, an all-NBA guy. He has an MVP on his roster, a guy who's averaged a triple-double for, what, three years in a row. And they're in sixth place, while Damian has had somewhat of a revolving door this season because of injuries. And his second-best player, be it Nurker or CJ, great players, I think both fringe all-stars, mm-hmm. but neither of them are Russell Westbrook. And maybe that's a good thing in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> the way Westbrook plays and his ability to win with others. But um, but all that to say, like the fact that Dame's name just doesn't even come up, but Paul George's does, is so weird to me. Uh, and I'm not saying that he's a better player or anything like that, even though I personally think he is, but I'm not saying that people should make that argument. I just find it so interesting that someone like Paul George, he is automatically in the conversation where when you say Dame's name in a national conversation, people just laugh. It's just so perceptions are such a funny thing when it comes to awards and voting and all of that, that, um, I try not to worry. You know, it's it's one of those things where how many does LeBron or Michael Jack or Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan have? Like they should both have twelve MVPs. Like yeah. both of them should, but they don't because people got to mix it up. And so that right, that just it's it's a popularity game. So hopefully Giannis gets it, and it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Lillard's stats this year, uh, he's had an unreal year, and uh, and even more so, uh, stats aside, he's led his team. Uh, to a spot where, you know, I, I still think the, the Blazers, people said, were going to be okay this year, but uh, uh, being uh, uh, where they ended up in the playoffs isn't certainly, a lot, you know, I don't think anyone expected them finishing ahead of the Rockets and the Thunder. Um, so, you know, they just, it, both his play as well as the way his team has played, he certainly deserves a lot more of the conversation. And yet we can, we'll get, we can both be accused of bias if we want to be, but I, I think our if you actually sat down and thought about it as a basketball fan, there is a there is an argument to be made for him to be in the discussion. Certainly not winning it. Uh, Giannis obviously has had a much better year, but um, not well, not much better. Just he's had well, he's just a great talent, as we've talked about already. So that doesn't need to be said anymore. But yeah, he just he deserves to be in that conversation at least because there's, there's validation of your talent just to be in the MVP uh, conversation as well. Um, but. Yeah, that it is what it is. Sometimes being in a smaller market, you know, people there is a lot of respect for Dame out there, but he's he's still somehow he's not quite talked about as much as he probably deserves to be. But we love him, and he seems to love us. So uh, as long as he's, I don't I don't care if, if he stay if he stays underrated, that's probably good for us because I think he, I think he feeds off of that, and I think he enjoys the culture of what the Blazers and and what that kind of rating has for the city because the city's always just kind of forgotten about until they're suddenly a three seed and and playing so you know is what it is we can we embrace it and we, we go forward with it and we when we have a one nothing lead in the playoffs so absolutely uh it is funny we can play the fun game of because i you mentioned and i was actually having having this conversation with brad the other day about vegas win totals uh preseason you know the blazers ended with 53 wins uh and i thought at one point it was uh, 39, I thought was the number. I, I pulled up an article that's from August 6th. So that's a good month and a half, two months before the season mm-hmm. actually started. 
Um, and so I, I think I want to say I want to say the Portland preseason Vegas had them at 39 wins. Um, and I think that that calculated out to about ninth in the West or 10th. So, yeah. you know, Vegas definitely didn't have them in. Uh, and they ended up with 53 wins in third place. Um, yeah, I, I think that's just, you know, a game from second place, which is just crazy to think of. And yeah, um, I think that's that's 75 percent Lillard's will and the way he has got this team to buy in the the. Uh, the culture he has grown in Portland where, you know, people, some people nationally at least want, might want to crap on his, you know, I'd rather not win a championship than throw my friends or my, my long, long time teammates under the bus. And mm. some people might not like that. And as a competitor, you know, of people, Oh, Michael Jordan would never said that. And, and I get that. I totally get that. And I know why that maybe would upset some people, but it goes a long way to say how much those it's, it's pretty clear those guys love each other and like play for each other out there. Uh, and, and some of the stuff that's come out this week since, or today since yesterday's game about how important he finds Mo and chief and, and how during the game, he told them like, how much I love you guys and what you guys do. It's not on the stat sheet. Um, you know, he builds that culture. So any success they have now and in the next few years, I think could solely be put on his shoulders mm-hmm. and, you know, just more test of the special guy we have here in Portland. Yeah. We're, we're spoiled and lucky to have him, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, I, we should, I guess, give some credit to Stotts as well. Um, I, yeah. not, I don't watch, Absolutely. you know, I obviously don't get to watch as many games over here, but everything, I, just the way, especially the way they've dealt with some of those injuries and uh, – um, and, because that, that last 10, 15 games of the year where, you know, CJ went down, we thought we'd lost him for the year, and thankfully we hadn't, and, and he seems fine. Um, not that I can, I've watched the full games, but he, his stats are shaking out pretty well, and especially the first game yesterday was really good. Um, so, but he went down, and, and we still, we won most, we were winning pretty well without him, and then Nurk went down, and, and we were all pretty worried about what that would mean because he was borderline, as you said, borderline all-star level this year and uh, arguably the number two star behind Lillard. Uh, and we worried about, thought it might fall apart then, but, you know, Cantor, who was signed a little bit before that and hadn't played too much apart from little spots off the bench, has come in and, as we've said already, done really well. So, yeah, Stotts and, and the guys that they've brought in, uh, the bench bench players, the role players, because uh, you know, a couple of years ago we were really, the bench was horrible. Um but a few of these guys are really starting to start and have good little good little cameos off the bench and 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 playing roles. You know, there's some games that we could uh, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, that Thunder one for, uh, in the regular season a month or so ago. Yeah. Uh, we unfortunately didn't get as much of that that we needed, but that happens sometimes. But in general, I think we've had a lot more all-round play from everyone, and and you know, it's it's credit to the guys that are coaching the team too to, that they've kind of got this kind of mentality going that everyone's in it together and Lillard's obviously the leader but uh they're working well together and you know, that comes down to the management of the team as well so yeah all around all around good things absolutely and yeah starts definitely I, I shouldn't he won the last two months of the season western conference coach coach of the month mm-hmm. um so you definitely can't take it and i i have to as much as i banged the drum of gm bro doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> He's an idiot, and I hate him. Uh, it was funny that Shay, you know, Shay asked a little bit ago about him in our one chat and how uh, the Lakers were sniffing around. And it, they, at one point, someone was talking that he would be a great candidate and all that. And 
asked how I felt about that. And, you know, I kind of plead the fifth on that one. I was like, <laughs> hey, I've got, I'm a guy that's been banging the drum that he should be fired or he needs to be let go for all this time. But, mm. um, you know, he, he's done a good job. You look at the signing of Curry. Like, that's a, that's a sneaky – that has turned out to be mm. a sneaky good move. Um, and he has, they, they haven't made the big splashy move, which I think frustrates all of us. We see Portland fans, we sit here and see all these splashy moves, these big risky trades like Toronto did, or that Oklahoma city did to get Paul George in the first place. And, and look at that. He said, he, he stayed, he resigned. Like, why can't we do that? Let's do that. Mm-hmm. And we never seem to make those moves, but Neil, Neil's been playing the long GM bro. I can't start calling him by his real name. GM bro <laughs> playing the long game. And to his credit, it, it's working. You know, Enos was that you said it earlier, that great insurance policy. I mean, it's like someone going out and taking a, a home insurance loan or, you know, putting putting a big policy on their home and then it burns down two weeks later. That's like exactly what happened there. They yeah. went out and got him. And thank, thank goodness they did, because if, if they hadn't uh, and obviously he didn't see the injury coming, but if they hadn't got him and we were relying on, on Zach Collins and Myers Leonard, uh, you know, I like both those guys, especially I, I try to root for Myers. I feel bad for the the, the, the crap he gets in the city. Um, <laughs> but if it was up to those two guys to be our centers, yeah, it's just you know, the A, they wouldn't be in the three seed, and, and B, uh, they wouldn't have a one out lead against whoever they were playing, I don't think. So, yeah. uh, you know, Rodney Hood, he's been making the moves. They're small, incremental moves, and he does the, their position to be able, if need be, to make a pretty splashy move with so many um expiring big contracts and at the break next year so yeah i mean i I gotta give credit where credit's due and and now it's funny that it's been turned on its head where you know i'm not gonna gonna bow down to the guy or anything like that but i don't want to see him leave now where (laughs) you know now that i hear these spots gms are getting fired and people looking at his direction it's, it's like okay well Let's just let him see out what he started here, huh? Let's not yeah. let's not have this end early like I was hoping for maybe uh, six months ago. So you got to eat crow a little bit there and give him his credit. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, so yeah, no, it's a, it's good even if you know depending on how these playoffs shake out, it just does seem like the Blazers are you know a couple of years ago when they signed some big contracts that didn't really work out well. Um, uh, we were a bit worried about how the next couple of years would go, but now we're here and um and there's there's reason to be pretty hopeful of like especially as we said earlier around the. You know what happens with the Warriors in the offseason that we could be one of those teams that's really, really ready to jump up a level. Um, especially with Lillard, he's right, you know, right in a really kick into his prime years now. So it's good timing to kind of be in this position, um, especially with some young guy. You know, Nurk's still young. Hopefully his injury's not serious. Uh, well, serious as far as long-term career prospects. But yeah, they're in a good position. So yeah, uh, I think we we can leave the leave the NBA until next time. Um, just wanted to finish off with uh, your impressions of the old Aussie game. Now you've, you've experienced in person. You've experienced the uh, the culture of the hill. <laughs> um, oh yeah, experienced uh, it well. <laughs> uh, how'd you enjoy it? Um, well, I, I know you enjoyed it, but uh, at looking back on it um, as a as a sport, um, it's just it is unique to experience it in person. So. Yeah, obviously a lot of people getting home. Everyone asks about the trip, and that's that's definitely one of my highlights. Is talking about that. It was it was a great time. Like you said, obviously experienced the hill and uh, felt felt like like a Timbers Army almost, like kind of that GA people getting a little sloppy and having a good time. <laughs> um, but also, you know, passionate about their team and into the game completely. It's not like it's just a big uh, you know milling about party where no one's paying attention. You know, both the army and the hill there were 
or great atmospheres for also for the game and, mm-hmm. and people understand the game and, and things around you. And um, the game itself, you know, everyone that I've, I've talked to about it, it's funny. It's one of those things I keep telling people, if, if there was the ability for more exposure here, like with times are obviously tough. A lot of mm-hmm. the games are starting at two or 11:38 PM. And, um, but I, I really think it's something that like the American sports public would enjoy a lot. Um, it's got the little bit of violence like football or not a little bit. It's got the violence of football. Uh, the difference being of our American football, I should say the, the difference being that they don't have helmets on. So they're not like idiots running around with their heads down, just bashing into each other. Mm-hmm. Out there. They're actually form tackling. And um, it doesn't mean you don't get big hits. And I mean, shit, we saw a guy like fracture his tibula or whatever. Like, I mean, it's still a yeah. violent, rough, rough game. Um, but so there's that aspect of it that we can't deny is the reason that the Americans love American football is the violence and the sheer like risk of it all. Um, so you have that aspect of it too, but then you have the, you know, we've talked about before in a 60 minute football game, there's what, like 11 minutes or 17 minutes, some, some range in the teens of actual gameplay in mm-hmm. a game. And in Aussie rules, that is not the case. It's more basketball, soccer, hockey, where the action is consistent and always going and granted you have these brief stoppages, but those are, so brief you know mm-hmm. less so than nba or nhl stoppages so um it's a fast-paced game that i keep telling people i was like if you get a chance you see it on your tv whatever fox sports is showing it for whatever reason here in america turn it on and i'm like you're gonna look at it for a minute and be like what the fuck is happening they're running <laughs> and they're kicking and what what the fuck and i just tell people it's like all right if you just sit down and actually figure out the rules like any of our sports here, it's not that complex, but it looks crazy when you turn it on because it's mm-hmm. different to your eyes. But um, yeah, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. I definitely plan to uh, catch some games. Looking looking into the package for streaming, definitely be catching the the Adelaide Derby. If I don't know, that's probably not what it's actually referred to, but um, the showdown. Uh, the showdown. There we go. Yeah. I'll definitely be catching both of those and, and a couple of handfuls of games. I'm sure this year because. Mm. Uh, I really enjoy it, and it's a shame, you know, the times obviously don't work, but uh, I do think it's something American public could, sports public could really wrap their their heads around if they would let themselves. Yeah, I've often said the same thing, that it's such a fun sport that, uh, you know, I have my own issues with it. Me and Matt had some lengthy discussions on our AFL pod last night about the governance of the sport and different things that happen, but as the game itself, certainly it's just such a fun game to watch. It's such a, I grew up playing it as well, and I, I loved playing it. Um, I still try to think about sometimes strapping strapping on the boots one last time and having a run, but it's such a hard game to try and think about playing when you're 31 because you just see guys yeah. that laid out. And you're like, God, do I want to spend a week in a hospital bed at 31 just to play <laughs> football? I don't know, but um, it, it is such a yeah. It's you know, obviously I'm biased having grown up with it, and I have other sports that I love more probably. You know, soccer is probably my number one game, but this one I grew up with and I still have a lot of love for it and. And yeah, it's one of those games that if, if it was in a little bit more conducive to time zones around the world, because we are just this, in this little hole of uh, um, down here below the below the Asian countries, that um, you know it probably would be uh, more popular. But you know, Port Adelaide are playing a game in China every year at the moment. Um, as a lot of the league gives a shit about it because they say, well, "What are you doing?" Because it, it is costing them money to do it, but they're trying to expand it. Um, maybe Ch- I don't know if China is the right market, but certainly if they can it is the right market if they can get the interest there because there's so many people but yeah uh um it's fun i i do i do think you guys need to move back now because they won two games while you're in australia and they <laughs> haven't won since i'm starting to panic uh the game on the weekend yep, well I, like i said 
I gotta try. I gotta tune in at least. Maybe that'll help. We're gonna yeah. be halfway there, right? Yeah. No, that game on the weekend was. Uh, I was. I was. Uh, I was. Uh, uh, the, there's a TA threat level on on uh, Twitter. I was. Uh, I was at the. I was in the. Yep. Re- I was in the red zone after that game. I wanted the coach fired. Um, no, I, I calmed down a bit. I still have issues with him, and I'm not sure if he's the right guy. But I'm not. Don't want him fired straight away. But um, yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't good because the Richmond were. They were missing half of their good players, and we couldn't. We couldn't even beat them at home when they were missing everyone that I would think considered dangerous. So yeah, uh, it's a little rough. But yeah, sports. It's, it's rough. Sports. Yeah. I think they refer to that as uh, Cal FC in the uh, Timbers threat, the old uh, losing <laughs> yeah. to like an amateur team in the U.S. Open Cup. Oh, was that? I that think was, that's that the was top back in the level. That was the Chris Boyd days, wasn't it? He, yeah. Didn't, didn't he miss? Yeah. Oh he, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember vaguely. Remember watching. They went to game. PKs. Yeah. yeah. It oh. was a mess. It was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, oh. uh, that's a that's a very good um, analogy for it. Actually, not many, not too many people will get it, but the ones that do will know exactly what it means. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I reckon we'll just about wrap this one up. Did you have any more thoughts on it? I mean, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna keep track of it and whatever. But um, I, what's Brittany? I want to know what Brittany thought of it afterwards. Like, having thought about it, and she seemed to enjoy it on the night, considering she doesn't have nearly the background she, background you did. Of like, I'd explained a lot more of it to you over the years. So, absolutely, she was def- she definitely enjoyed it, and I think we were again. I, I was the jackass of the one week or one of the few weeks, it's probably not going to be too often where games are at reasonable hours here for us. And Friday's, or it was Saturday for you, but for us, Friday's game was at 1130 PM. Mm-hmm. So not crazy. Um, and we both, she had fully intended to stay up for it as well. So yeah. I think that more than anything uh, would indicate, cause she refuses to wake up early for me uh, or with me to watch Liverpool. So um, <laughs> yeah. the fact that she was willing to stay up for it, I think shows that she really enjoyed it. And yeah, uh, you know, definitely had a good time at the game, but you know, we ended up obviously watching a bunch uh, here and there on TV. Obviously, with it being being on down there, and mm. uh, in fact, even our last night in Sydney, we watched a good quarter of the of the one game that was on. So, yeah, uh, she enjoyed it, and I think we'll both try to take it in. She definitely wants to watch the showdown. She was telling me that for sure. So, yeah, uh, yeah, keep an eye. If I'm at the showdown, just keep an eye at the, on the hill because I might be in a fight somewhere. <laughs> with Matt, I assume. You two just wrestling in the hill. Yeah, yeah, possibly Matt, possibly just a random that yells at me, like what I almost happened last time. So, <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's good. I, I enjoyed taking you guys to the game, so it's fun. Got two new Port fans, so it's always good. More members for the yep. more members Got for my, the Army. Anyway, we'll Got go. Got my flag and my uh, scarf oh, yeah. up sitting up little... in the uh, man cave here. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, good good colors for a team, too. I've always, the, the black, white, and teal is just a Cool little, cool little mix. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the San Jose Sharks, but I've always thought they've, they've got sleek kit, so I'm glad we've got the colors here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll wrap this one up. Um, we'll be back recording one real soon, but that'll be a separately re- uh, released. I was going to be messing up my English right at the end, but uh, yeah, until next time, which is very shortly, stay sportsgasmic. Water. Cheers. Cheers.